members of the OG army. Get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of the other ground live. I'm Passive J. That's uh, Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is July the 18th. It is a Saturday. And God damn it, Jay, I'm going to have to start out the podcast with bad news and an apology. Uh-oh. What the hell is up with that? Well, I know. That's that, that that's rare. <laughs> I uh, see the OG Army starting to form up in the chat box. Always glad to see you guys here. What's wrong, Ryan? So I'm not going to be able to do a fight companion this evening. I uh, got a call earlier on this morning that a bunch of people are getting together tonight, apparently because my birthday was yesterday. And we have the uh, the head chef of a local Italian place that's going to take over someone's kitchen and have a night full of really fucking good food. And I'm sorry, it's more of a draw than you people. <laughs> well, at first, I was going to say, that's some bullshit, man. Just some people called you up and asked, wanted you to hang out. But considering they're doing it because it's your birthday, so that's what the entire group's going out for, I think that's a reasonable excuse, sir. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily going out. Um, we're heading out to a friend of ours' place that has, you know, quite a bit of room. Take the dogs out there. Everybody let them just kind of run around a good, like, acre, acre and a half while we get to sit around have a few beverages and have a goddamn amazing cook take over all of the food prep. Yeah. And you'll still end up probably watching the fights over there anyway. So we'll have something to talk about, uh, tomorrow regardless. Yeah. So I, one thing I found out, so I just got back. I, uh, I took the dogs out for a bit to the, to the beach and just kind of hung out a bit. Apparently the fight started at five o'clock. Really? So those suckers are already on. I didn't even turn my TV on. Oh, shit. Maybe we should do that, huh? Yeah, apparently this is like the early prelims. I think the official prelims start like literally right now, and the main card starts at 8 o'clock. Wow. Um, where are they? Oh, they're, because they're over at Fight Island. I guess they decided not to do their normal hours since it doesn't really matter over there, huh? Yeah, so I guess they slightly changed the time since this isn't, you know, a pay-per-view, so I guess they don't need to try to maintain the optimal timing for the West Coast people. So, yeah, I guess it's uh, damn near two hours earlier. Oh, God damn. <clears throat> on one hand, that upsets me. On the other hand, I didn't know who the fuck was fighting on the early prelims anyways. I mean, we went over and did the fight picks, but I didn't know who fucking hardly anybody was. So it's not like I missed my favorite fighter. But I am going to load this shit up onto the old PlayStation 4 and go over to ESPN Plus and throw those on there while, we'll talk, while we are talking in case we there's something cool that we can discuss. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I, I have them pulled up on uh, a second monitor here. But yeah, this is one of those uh, those interesting things where this was early early prelims. And I feel bad that I had to pick all of these people based on name, their nickname, and what they looked like. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, doing some sort of disservice to the sport by not knowing who most of these people are. Well, yes and no. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously, as fans of the sport, we both probably should know who all these people are. But 
on the other hand, since uh, I've gotten into MMA and you were into it way earlier than I was, they've opened up so many divisions and added so many people that I don't think it's really unreasonable unre- not to be able to keep track of all of them. I mean, there's literally at least three times as many uh, fucking people in the UFC fighting actively as when I first started watching it back in like 2005. Yeah, it is getting a little ridiculous that, you know, you can have fights three times a week and like there's a roster to support that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's good. I mean, more people in MMA are uh, are um, is always a good thing because the more people that are in there, uh, the I'm sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. Uh, you know, the more things that, that are in there, the, uh, the higher the talent level is, you know, it's, you're going to have a lot more, uh, good fighters when you have 300 fighters than if you have like 30, but as we mentioned, it does make it a lot harder to keep track of them. I know, right. If it was this big, when I was still fighting, I would have had a goddamn shot to be on the roster and get fed to some up and coming awesome fighter. Well, that doesn't sound so- like something to be too terribly sad that didn't happen. I mean, you know, it is cool. It would be cool to say you fought in the UFC, but you know, fighting the UFC and getting your ass handed to you is not really something that you want on your uh, record one way or another. Hey, it's better than losing a fight in front of like 310 people. I've done that before too. <laughs> well, I, I've lost a fight in front of about 20 people, maybe 30. I, I can't remember how many were at that party, but, but I, that's probably not the same feeling. Yeah, I have a feeling that one is is slightly different. This was, you know, I'm out there in a cage, you know, in a pair of shorts and virtually nothing else, getting elbowed in the face. Yeah, I think you at your party is a slightly different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly. I was, you know, I wasn't in a cage. I was surrounded by people in a living room. <laughs> uh, and I wasn't getting elbowed in the face because people didn't know how to do that shit. But I was getting punched in the face, which I don't recommend. Um, I've been actually in quite a few fights and I've lost almost every single fucking one of them. Uh, cause, cause back then I was just skinny and scrawny. I had no clue what I was doing. I still technically don't know what I'm doing, but I firmly believe I've joked about this before, but I believe it's true. I've watched enough MMA that I, as long as the guy is not too fast for me, uh, I think I do okay in a fight cause I know what you're supposed to do. I mean, I've never practiced any of it. So I, obviously I wouldn't be able to throw a punch worth of shit or anything, that kind of stuff. But I understand the strategy of a fight now a lot better than when I was younger. Yeah, I think the problem now is you'd get your ass kicked, but you would understand what's going on the entire time. Right, exactly. You'd be like, I just got hit with a jab and then a left hook. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, I am a uh, fucking you know old for one thing, and I, uh, as I mentioned, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm taller than the average guy. I have better reach than the average guy, and I have to think I'm probably in better shape than the average guy. I don't think the average guy works out for works out five days a week for somewhere between a half an hour, an hour a day. So I do have a couple advantages. The disadvantage is being I'm slow as fucking clumsy. Yeah. Those aren't good things. Uh, when it no, comes to no, a fight, you know where they are not. That's I've learned that the hard way, <laughs> you know, um, that, uh, I'm not, I don't think I'm even as fast as the average person. So that's always been an issue. Um, because of course the best way to fight me is to get inside my range and i've had that happen to me a couple few times by really short dudes that you know they could just get inside and work me yeah see i would think the best way to fight you would be to kick you in the legs that's entirely possible but uh i do know the theory of checking a kick if, if not the actual uh application of it. i know you don't just stand there and take the kick you're supposed to yeah but uh 
knowing that you're not supposed to uh, take the kick and be able to avoid taking it might be two different things. Yeah, I would just oh. see someone like you and just figure that, you know, you have Quarry Hill legs. And <laughs> if I chop at well, it a couple times, you'll probably just not want to, you know, be in the fight anymore. Well, you know, we are working on that. Today uh, today was leg day, actually, so there you go. Uh, you know what? I'm having a problem with this week. I keep on underestimating how much weight I can lift because I think it's because I went from a rest week where the weights were you know, supposed to be lighter on purpose. So now that I'm adding weights back on for what seems to be a heavier week, uh, every time I do a lift, I feel like I, you know, I possibly didn't add enough because it feels like I had a little bit left in me. And that's, I don't like that. That bums me out. It makes me feel like I wasted a workout. I mean, obviously any workout's not a wasted workout, but for instance, like you had me doing, uh, squats, uh, four sets of four. Um, and I felt like, and I had no problem doing them. Um, so I felt, so I felt like despite the fact that I added 10 pounds to what I did last time, uh, it's uh, la on Wednesday, it still didn't feel like enough. Yeah, I think part of it. So when you get through this initial six months, I think you're going to finally get to the point that like your second run through this, I think you're going to get a lot more out of it. If nothing else, that last month of the program where you're actually peaking like I want you going to the point where you're pretty much failing in almost every lift. You're really getting to the point where you're truly figuring out what your max range is for these things. And then the right. second time through, you can actually start calculating it. So I think a lot of what you're doing now is just kind of going by feel and just throwing on weight. Like what yeah. you would think would be near the percentages. Whereas the next time through, like before you start the next, you know, six months of lifting, You'll actually document like these are my max weights and now you know what those percentages need to be right rather than the way i did it now was like yo uh because there's so many a lot of calculators that say okay how much weight did you lift and how many times did you do it okay your max the lift is probably about this which is what i've always used for that so i'm not sure how accurate it is because i've never wanted to get close enough to find out if it was accurate or not because i never saw any point in doing a max lift i just before we started getting this sort of thing I figured uh, it, there was no reason to. The only the you could hurt yourself trying to lift as much as you possibly can, and there's no real reason to do it. So I've never maxed out anything before. Um, uh, I've always used like the rep calculator. So yeah, you know, it's like if you can lift 150 pounds five times, that means this is your you know your your max lift is probably 175 or some whatever the bullshit uh, uh, calculator told me. Um, as you mentioned, after this set of six months, I should probably just load on as much as I can and see if I can lift it or not. Well, you'll actually get there. So when you get to the last few weeks of the program, you, you will get to the point where it's saying use 100%, which means you should be working up to what is essentially 100%. Right, right. But don't get me wrong. I'm happy with the progress, especially after the last deload week. I've noticed I'm substantially stronger than when I first started this workout. What? But it's been about three months, I think, right? I'd have to look at the programming day to tell you, tell you exactly. Well, yeah, you're into a you're into a strength block now, which would be the third month. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I am. So I did it two months, and I'm working on the third month then, huh? Yeah, and you only had to redo one week. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I redid. Uh, I restarted week one because after you know because all the issues I had the first time I started it, which was a good idea. There wasn't any point in going to week two. Um, let's see. Yeah, where am I? Yeah, uh, I did have a couple uh, issues, um, like on Wednesday, oh, excuse me, on, on Thursday, which is my uh, deadlift day, you had me, asked me to do something called back raise, 
And I looked all through uh, the internet and I couldn't find any way to do it without, um, I wasn't even sure because there, there, I guess there's a back extension, which is a different thing than a back raise. Uh, but I couldn't find any way to do that with, uh, without equipment. Am I missing something? Did I misunderstand? No, I think it is one of those things that you just don't have anything that you could really do it with. Um, so again, right. anything like that, that I have a exercise that you don't have equipment for, or you can't kind of figure out a, just a way to do it. Just look up that lift and see what, you know, right. muscles it's targeting and then just substitute a lift that does kind of the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I skipped at that time because I wasn't quite sure what to do. And I'd already spent like five minutes where I should be working out, uh, you know, doing a Google search for it. So next time I hit that, I'll, I'll definitely do that instead. Uh, I, it's interesting. You've also started to throw some uh, back exercises into the bench day, the back user's choice. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do with that one. Bent over rows. Yeah. So bent over rows are a good idea. Any bench day anyway. So right. I think I think this may end up being our sober October thing, is mm -hmm. I may add this in that both of us have to do a hundred reps of bench and bent over rows every day of the month. Ooh, okay, that'd be interesting. Uh, bent over rows was definitely uh, my best lift uh, when back in January when I first started trying to lift again. I, I made a thread about it, and for a while I was telling people, you know, showing people my numbers and the, uh, uh, tenor of the year, actually, I think you mentioned it, that, uh, my, for who I am, my, uh, bent over row was actually fairly impressive. I think yeah, at one point I was working out with, before I got sick, uh, 170 pounds, five sets of five with it, which isn't a ton, but for me, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Like, uh, really, if you think about it really where you want to be and like a great goal for some people to have uh, is to be able to do exactly what you are on the bench. So like if I had a workout going where I was going to do, you know, say 315 pounds for sets of eight in between those sets, I should be able to do bent over rows of 315 pounds for sets of eight. Hmm. And, and that's pretty much where I was before I got sick. Uh, I was in the, I was, cause I, I weighed somewhere between 190 and 205, depending on how fatty I was. I, I wasn't fat, but yeah, I, I went up and down cause I, I wanted to add weight without adding fat. So it was somewhere around that range. And my, my best numbers were, like I said, somewhere around 175, maybe even 180 for bent over rows. I would think I was working out with 180 for my, uh, bench press five sets of five, which is not a lot, but, um, I knew for a fact that if you could bench your body weight, you were doing at least okay health wise. Um, so at that, and since I was pretty close to my body weight, I was, wasn't thrilled with the numbers, but I wasn't super disappointed. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not bad. I, I would think with someone like you, we should at least get you to the point where you're benching at least 225 for probably sets of like five to 10. I think it's going to take a little bit to get there, but like, I see no reason why you can't be there. Uh, especially, you know, hey, we're coming up a few weeks away from, you know, you getting roided to the gills. The guy might not give me anything. You know, that's, we have to, we do have to keep that in mind. I'm just going, going to see the dude. Technically, if my numbers are good, he, he shouldn't do anything about it. And you never know. My testosterone and all that shit might be fine. Yeah. At your age, I doubt it. Like you should be at the point where it is going down to the point that you probably should be something, should be on something. 
Right, right. But the, the only question is, is, is if this doctor thinks so. Because if mine are just normal, low for my age, he might not do anything. He goes, yeah, that's about where they're supposed to be for a 47-year-old dude. You know, well, uh, hopefully not. You go back. No, but that's when you talk back to him and be like, well, see, that's not the point. I need to be at, like, what would be a good range for someone that isn't on the decline of life. Right. <laughs> Like that's a good that's a good idea. I should probably you know if he says something like that, I should probably go. Well, honestly, I, I'd prefer if they were at what, the same levels as when I was younger because it's interfering with my life. Yeah, just uh, like there are, and I hate to say it because it's not necessarily the most ethical thing to do, but there are guides out there as far as what you should be doing, like what you should. Well, a lot of this doesn't apply to you because there's a lot of like diet stuff that doesn't that you wouldn't be able to do. But there are things that you can do to condition yourself to go into that that meeting with an endocrinologist to make sure that you you know test as poorly as possible. Right, right. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might look into that, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully, the dude will just help me out because uh, well, part I do of it I think it. you're naturally doing. Like it's the night before, don't get much sleep, which you probably won't. Right, I never there do. Are some. Yeah, there are some food things. There are other things uh, like regarding workouts close to that. Like, and I don't remember, I haven't read this stuff forever, but I think it's like the day before, just have like an absolutely crushing workout, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that's uh, we will look into that. Why not? Oh, I see on the fight, someone got a fairly nice triangle choke. Did you see that, sir? Yeah, um, I think I think I got that fight wrong because I think it was the... Uh, Flash Gordon guy or whatever was the guy that lost. No, that was that was Flash was the last set of fights, wasn't it? I don't know. It was a black guy with the last name Gordon. I think I picked oh, him. Oh, well, yeah, he certainly did not win. So we we don't have that going for us. I think I picked against you though, so I'm doing pretty good. I'm just gonna assume I did anyways, just because you naturally pick against me whenever you're not sure. Well, depending. So I also pick against everybody from the UK. So there's also that. <laughs> yeah, that's not discrimination at all. Damn, well, they're just not very good here. fighters. They're not very good trained fighters. I assume they're pretty good at a bar fight. <laughs> you know, the average British dude uh, seems pretty tough. Seems like he's a tough dude. I wouldn't surprise me if they weren't, you know, at least good bar fighters. I don't know. They might be terrible bar fighters. They're not exactly the English, but remember Conor McGregor? He's a hell of a mixed martial artist, and he couldn't even knock out a 60-year-old in a bar. <laughs> God, that is so fucking silly. What could up somebody... First off, if you're in a bar, you're supposed to be having a good time. What could possibly, you know, someone say to you that would make you fucking go off that bad? That's why I stopped going to bars after a while. Um, he, pro because, he probably told Connor that, you know, proper 12 tastes like rat piss. Oh, see, you can't you can't beat up somebody just because they're honest. That's not right. Well, you can. <laughs> you're just you're not in the right in doing so. That's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I stopped going to the bar. Fucking it's just more bullshit than it's worth. Well, that, okay, that's partially true. And one another one of the reasons because I had a drinking problem, and I decided if I'm going to be fucking pass out drunk, not remember what I'm doing, I'd rather do it at home because I got tired of going to the bar and having them tell me the shit I said and did the night before, and me not be able to argue with them because I couldn't remember. 
Yeah, I stopped going to bars after I had worked in bars. Like, I just didn't see the point anymore. Like, yes, I could go have a drink, but, like, I've seen all of the stupid things that can go wrong. I just don't want to be there for it anymore. So, yeah, that was my undoing. Yeah, I can, I can imagine that. You know, once you're aware of all the various situations that exist in a bar, you have to have a really good reason to be in one. You know, I mean, like, I assume if you're, uh, you know... Uh, chasing after ladies that's a good reason reason to be in the bar but right around the time i decided i wasn't going to go to the bar anymore uh internet dating started being a thing so i didn't need to go uh um you know out to the bar anymore to meet women because i was spectacularly unsuccessful at that anyways uh this might be a surprise to you guys knowing how friendly i am but i'm super duper uncomfortable walking up to somebody i don't know and trying to strike up a conversation See, I was the absolute king of just the absolutely, like, most ridiculous pickup lines ever. Like, the ones that were just so, like, overtly crazy that they work. <laughs> Example, please. You just walk up and be like, hey, got a question for you. What has two buns and would be much better with some nice meat in the middle? And then I just look at you and I'm like... I'm talking about a fucking sandwich. I'm hungry as hell, and this bar sucks for food. <laughs> Did that work out for you? Well, I've had crazy things work out before. Yeah. Yeah. Not, All by not having at least somewhat of a sense of humor, and also by saying those things that are just like super overtly suggestive, and then following it up with something that's not suggestive at all. Like, that's when you can tell the people that don't take themselves too seriously. Right. If you get offended by that, like, you're going to be a boring goddamn person anyway. <laughs> so it's yeah, like no, an I... automatic, like, barometer of, do I even want to continue talking to this person? So may as well get rid of the people that are, you know, up their own ass. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I didn't do well in bars at all. I did much better in online dating. It turns out if you give me time to think of what I'm going to say and then type it out, I, I tend to do well. Um, like I, I'm really good at setting up an internet profile, <laughs> apparently, because I, uh, despite the fact that I use my actual pictures, uh, I got lots of hits on like on OkCupid, uh, Plenty of Fish, you know, all, all those kinds of sites. Um, my issue was I was really able to get a second date. <laughs> Uh, don't get which so is kind of completely weird. failed expectations once you had to think on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is kind of weird because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I got laid more often than I didn't on a first date. Um, so, but it, it seemed like you know after that, that was it. <laughs> I, I, I that, that's not true. I guess I had some second dates, you know, but just nothing seemed to work out right for me on online dating. And eventually, I got tired of that shit because online dating has its own different rules, set of crazy uh, compared to the bars. But it's it still does have it's crazy. Did you ever do any online dating, dude? Not much, no. Just because it is a complete sea of insane women or single mothers, <laughs> and I'm right. good on both. Right. Well, and there was a fair amount of that because, honestly speaking, your average uh, uh, woman uh, doesn't need to go to the internet to find dates. Uh, now that's not does not always hold true. I did meet some completely normal people that like the idea of online dating because you got to know the person a little bit better before you you know just as opposed to just randomly meeting someone in a bar or something like that. Some women you know because I imagine most women have guys come up and hit on them all the time. 
So, you know, that's not an issue for them. They, some of them just like the ability to get to know the person uh, a little bit better before they met face to face. Um, I, and I did, I don't know why I did well, but there was a point when I was dating, going out on dates three or four nights a fucking week and no problem. You know, there was a couple days where I had two dates on the same day. Um, maybe I wasn't picky enough. I don't know. <laughs> well, you cast a wide enough net You're You're bound to catch a lot of things. Yeah, and some and I might did... be you know worn over boots. Some might be chlamydia. You may <laughs> find a fish now and then. Yeah, 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 and that's how it worked out. I I used the shotgun method of uh, dating. Um, basically, I just bam. Okay, you I sent you a message, sent you a message, sent you a message, sent you a message. I just go through their profiles, and uh, if if they, uh, God, I can't remember how it wasn't okay, Cupid. I don't even. I, I can't remember if there was just a like a interested button. You know, um, just to let them know that you're interested and then they would go look at your profile or something like that. And since my profile was so fucking awesome, uh, I got lots of responses that way, but I, you know, I was not shy about, Oh, that's a problem. You know, I'm not even sure if I would date her, but let's get an invite. Maybe she'll be funny. Doom, doom, boom, boom, boom. So. Yeah. So I think the, the little bit of online dating I did, I was very focused on exactly what I was going for there. See, what I would go for is I would look for roughly ages like 36 to 42 because you pretty much know that they were just recently divorced. So you know that there's going to be no sort of attachment. They have not had any sort of excitement in their life in probably decades. So you're able to swoop in, completely exceed expectations, and make a quick getaway. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, I don't know. Hey, shit, you, you got any co topics? We're halfway through. We haven't even actually talked about anything yet. Well, so we have the uh, the general COVID thing where someone freaked out about having to wear a mask. This one is interesting. This is at a, uh, a Verizon store in Sacramento. Okay. At least there was no violence this time, but a woman was told to leave. And, of course, before she did so... She just went ahead and dropped her pants and took a piss on the floor. <laughs> that is violence, if you ask me. She That's like terrorism. I think it's vile. Man. I don't know about the lens. Right. But Jesus Christ, really? I mean, is, has the entire country gone insane? I shouldn't say that because people are doing fucking stupid shit in other countries about masks, too. So is the entire world gone insane? Uh uh, it's we've had this conversation over and over again about how necessary masks are. Um, and this is the sort of stuff that pisses me off because this is the sort of reason these sort of things are why I'm going to probably lose my fucking job here in a uh, couple months. Uh, I just heard today through the rumor mill and it's nothing official that the board's going to vote on closing the club once the warm weather's gone because nobody wants to come inside to eat uh, like we'll we'll do we're gonna do a hundred people uh tonight, which is a medium sized night, and every single table's fucking outside. They and most of them said that if it rains and they can't be under the tent, or if it rains too bad, so we have to move everyone inside. They're not fucking showing up. And so even right now, when people are eating outside, the club's not getting used enough. Uh, so once the fall hits, fucking we might all be out of a fucking job. And I can't do that. I literally can't do that. I will lose my fucking house. I, I we were already out of unemployment. I, and by then we wouldn't have worked enough to replenish it. Um, so, uh, 
my plan, if that fucking happens, is probably sell the house for what I can move, and move into her parents' house in Florida because I won't have any other options. I'll lose this job, but I won't be able to pick this job back up again next year because fucking I can't, you know, I can't go another fucking six months or eight months unemployed. I just can't. I'll lose my house. I know I said that more times, but that's I'm really focusing on that. <laughs> So if they thought, at least in the interim, of uh, basically kind of like weatherproofing the outdoor area. So like I know we have, and it's actually, I don't know why, but it is a super popular bar here in the town I live that is on this rooftop. And they go year round and they have like all of like the outdoor heaters and everything else. So no matter at what point during the year... Like you can sit down, you can have a meal, you can have drinks out on this rooftop, and it's you know a nice like seventy degrees. Um, they do have outdoor heaters, space heaters, and uh, that's such. The problem being, uh, it's a pretty large open area. We have a tent over one section, and then like uh, in the middle, excuse me, and then pa- and then patios on either side of it. We call it the north patio, the south patio, and the tent. Normally, during normal season, we we only serve dinner on the north patio. Uh, now we're using the north patio, the tent, and spilling out to the south patio because no one's going to eat inside. And I think if you weatherproof that enough to make it viable to use once the weather's cold, they wouldn't feel comfortable in there because it'd be feeling closed again. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a it's a fucked up world. Yeah, and I'm you know me and obviously since my wife works at the same place, uh, she has the same concerns. Uh, even more so than me, because they there's a chance when it gets cold, they might just move to carryouts, so they might keep me around. Probably not. But if they close the clubhouse, she 100% loses her job. She's the ladies' locker room manager. So no ladies' locker room. She Right now, she's bored out of her, off her ass most of the days because she'll have like five or ten ladies coming to the locker room. And that's a ridiculously low number uh, compared to normal. Well, at least if nothing else. So at least for your... For your state, they've handled it relatively well. So I yeah, don't yeah. necessarily think things will get worse right, going but the, into the, issue, the fall. Well, the issue being right now, it's not good enough. That's why they're talking about closing the club when the fall comes. Because right now, even you know, even if it has to get better, because right now is not good enough. Um, there's not enough people coming in for to get to make it viable right now. Uh, so if uh, November comes and we haven't had the members uh, significantly increase how much they're using the club. They're going to close it. Um, and I can, I've, I've checked around. I can find other jobs in my field for within a, a dollar or two or maybe $3 where I'm working. I haven't found anything that pays what I make now, but I found a couple that are like a couple dollars worth, but the, the benefits aren't nearly as good. Um, my health, you know, my health insurance costs would go through the roof because I have a really good health insurance thing going on there. Um, plus I obviously lose all my vacation time and all that good shit. So it's, it's not something I want to see happen, but I don't know. The, the future is up in the air for the old Jaster. Well, that sounds super. Yeah. Sorry. Not trying to bring everybody down. What else you got, sir? Well, in the spirit of bringing everybody down, uh, R.I.P. to John Lewis. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the uh, was he a senator or a yeah? He was a congressman, so he was a senator, right? Uh, he, yeah, he was a senator, right? I don't know. I only think of him from the uh, like from all of the civil rights movement. 
I didn't really, you know, follow him too closely in politics. Right. He was. Yeah, it, da, 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 da. yeah he was in the House. Oh, okay. I didn't House know if he ever made it to the Senate or not. But yeah, Georgia. But very, very influential as far as the civil rights movement. So. Oh, yeah. yeah lost a yeah. good one there. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's sad. People are dying every day. Um, uh, that one doesn't bother me as much as some, but it's still a sad one. Um, what was your, speaking of, if that's, since we're on the subject, what was the celebrity uh, that bothered you the most when they passed away? Uh, so there've been a few of the recent ones. The Kobe Bryant one kind of hit me. And I don't necessarily know why. I think it was probably because like it was him and his kid and like his kid was the one that basically got him back into basketball and it was just that one sucked. Um, other than that, a couple other ones, uh, both Chester from Lincoln Park and Chris Cornell, mm. just because of kind of the connection between both of them. But I think that's, I think those are really the mainly, and the only ones that I've had much of a reaction to. What about you, Jay? Um, the the number one probably for me would have to be Robin Williams. Uh, I was not a huge fan of his stand-up. Some of it was funny, but he tended to, to like riff too much. And but as, as an actor and a person, I was a huge fan of Robin Williams. He's you know he just seemed like the person I want to be almost. You know he's always so clever and off the cuff and high energy. And to find out that he he killed himself because of uh you know uh depression and uh, mental issues is fucking just heartbreaking you know to know that all that shit was an act this entire time when he was fucking sad all of his life basically well yeah and especially a lot of things that like he's helped other people through things like there was that whole story with him and christopher reeves you know that one right bits and pieces but uh enlighten me i might have missed part of it so where christopher reeves was still in the uh in the hospital after he broke his back all of a sudden, Robin Williams busts in like full in character as Patch Adams and starts talking about how he's ready to uh, give Reeves a rectal exam or something along those lines. <laughs> and it was something where, you know, Reeves just busts out laughing and like that apparently changed his entire outlook on like the situation he was in. He was like, if I can still find like the joy within life, I'm going to be OK. And he pretty much credited Robin Williams in, in all of that. I can believe that because, uh, you know, um, watching some of uh, Robin's uh, dramatic roles as opposed to his comedic roles, um, I think it gave you a, a better window into what type of person he actually was. Obviously, he's putting out an act and such, but I feel, I feel like Goodwill Hunting, uh, the character he played in that, is probably a pretty good idea, pretty close to what Robin Williams is like when he's not trying to make jokes. Um, I could be wrong entirely, obviously, but everything I've heard about him was he was such a good person. And to find out that he'd been suffering that much, it, it just sucked to hear. Well, I, and I think a lot of those are the ones that really kind of bug people. Like if we talk about Chris Cornell or Chester from Lincoln Park. You're like, you think about two guys that pretty much have it all, and both of those were suicides as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, now that you mention it, I guess it's pretty funny that well, the ones that bother us the one the most are the ones where they take their own life. Same thing with a lot of people that got kind of hit pretty hard with the Anthony Bourdain one. I, I didn't necessarily have much of a feeling for that one because I never really got into anything as far as any books that Bourdain wrote or any of his shows. But like, I can see that same thing. It's just one of those things where it just feels like, you know, 
I think it puts people's own mortality kind of front of mind when they look mm. at these people that they, you know, have likely looked up to and even they wanted a way out. Like, yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of people that have had those same thoughts think like, God damn, even if I had everything, like, I may still want out. Like, why am I still trying? Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I can see that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other celebrity deaths that have bothered me like that one. Uh, and I'm sure there has, not as much, but I'm sure there's other ones that bother me quite a bit. I'm just having trouble thinking about any of them at the moment. And God, this is a depressing topic. Maybe we should move on, huh? Yeah, God damn, Jay, you're bringing the entire day down. Yeah, sorry, man. I get just First in one of those moves. I'm going to lose my house, and then let's talk about people killing themselves. And then... <laughs> God yeah, damn. you're right. Uh, okay, we'll let you do the next topic. Huh? <laughs> so, good news, actually, in the world of mixed martial arts. Um, it is confirmed. I, I don't necessarily know if, if the date has been confirmed, but it's likely. Uh, so... Israel Adesanya's next fight will be against the absolute roid monkey, Paulo Costa. Looks like <laughs> September 18th, UFC 253. That is so weird because I've heard something so much about, uh, is it, how you say his name, his first name, Azalea? Israel? Israel. Adesanya? Uh, Israel, I was trying to say his last name. I've heard so much about Israel over the last couple of years. I've heard barely anything about Costa. Well, Costa's last fight, I think, was the fight that he beat Romero, but like, I, I still don't think he won that fight. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's just me. Is he is he not that active? Is that why I'm you know having trouble uh, thinking of all of his fights and stuff? Because because physically, obviously, he's memorable. <laughs> but yeah, so his last fight was August seventeenth of two thousand nineteen. His fight before that was July seventh of twenty eighteen. He fights between like once oh, or twice per so he year. He doesn't fight that often. No. Okay, that explains that. Yeah, so he, he just hasn't been on my radar because he doesn't fight that much. Uh, what kind of wins does he have to bring him up to this? I mean, obviously Romero is well, a good win. Romero. That's it. <laughs> that's that's his only big before name. That before that he beat Uriah Hall. Before yeah. that Johnny Hendricks, but Johnny Hendricks was way past his prime at that point. Right. Uh, before that, Alawali Bangbush. Oh, okay. Garrett, so he's got McClellan. A... Uh, uh, nope. Yeah, like not a not a ton of names, but I mean, he's undefeated. He's thirteen and zero. So there's that part of it, and there's right. also the fact that obviously he he's had a lot of horse meat. <laughs> well, it should be an entertaining fight for at least the first five minutes. Uh, has this dude ever did a five rounder? I probably not. He's never been in a main event, has he? No, I don't believe he's ever had a, a five-rounder. And thinking about it, like, this is going to probably be no different than what Adesanya did with Romero, where he just stayed away from him and just kind of got in and out with a few bursts here and there. He'll probably wait till the third or fourth round once Costa starts to completely gasp by, you know, trying to feed all of that goddamn muscle and then probably just pick him apart. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Are you watching the fight that's going on now? They have the most weird hand fight going on right now. Uh, yeah, we may be at different points of the fight. There's not a lot of hand fight going on now. It looks like one guy's trying for a triangle, not okay, getting yeah, it. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm at 30 seconds. I think we were uh, on the same thing. Just before that, they had a lot of weird positions while one was like holding one's hand away from each other. And it was just a weird look. No, I wasn't super paying attention because it seemed like relatively boring ground fighting. It was. It was. It, it was two people defending defending against each other pretty well. Well, but it made for some odd positions at a time. Yeah, yeah you know, I missed that one. So I have no idea who's winning this fight. I don't even know who the two people are that are fighting. I know it's a black know, guy and a white guy. This is Jackson and Johns, but I don't know who is who. So apparently oh, this is uh, Montel Jackson against oh. somebody else, and I'm pretty sure I picked Jackson. Yeah, I think you did as well. Um, so there is that going for you. Let's see. Do I have any topics today? Why not, right? Let's open up the you old... Have any happy uh, topics, Jay? You have anything got, positive or entertaining? Uh, no, nothing. None, none of it's positive. It's all bad, uh, but we'll go into it anyways. Did you hear about the uh, shark attack in Australia? Uh, no. I, okay. I saw some things with shark attacks. Was this the one where the lady was getting like loaded into an ambulance and yelling that she still loves sharks. This is a different one. <laughs> no, this is definitely a different one. Uh, apparently in Australia, a 10 year old boy is in the hospital after a shark grabbed him off the fucking boat. Uh, seriously, the, the shark pulled a, picked a 10 year old old boy off a boat and, and, uh, and dragged him off of it into the ocean. Uh, luckily his dad jumped in and scared off the char- shark. Because that boy was done, obviously. They were, they were on an 18-foot fishing boat about two miles off a shore. shore rather. So the kid is not going to be uh, swimming uh, back regardless of uh, what the shark did to him. So his dad definitely saved, saved his life. But what the fuck is going on with Australia where the sharks don't even need water anymore to attack you? Yeah, I don't know. Um like how far was that kid like hanging off of the boat yeah yeah you'd, i'd have to see video but uh, uh i don't know man you know sharks can jump pretty good we just saw that in shark week all the time <laughs> yeah i remember i made fun of that entire show was of just sharks jumping out of the water to get something so uh but the kid had to be over the water at some point right the shark just didn't do like an arc over the boat grab the kid and keep on going like sharknado or something right yeah, like that's not a thing that happens in real life. So I don't, I don't know what the heck was going on there. I don't know if they were just, you know, hanging the kid over the edge trying to troll up some swordfish or something. I, <laughs> but like something sounds like there was some either some lazy parenting or something going on. Uh, and you know, at the end of, our, of an article on most news sites, they will uh, have links to related articles or and stuff like that. And you would be amazed at how many people die from shark attacks in Australia every year. I mean, they had links to like four or five different stories at the very least, just in the, like the last three or four fucking months. Uh, don't go in the ocean in Australia. Matter of fact, just don't go to fucking Australia. <laughs> there, there's so many things that can kill you there. Uh, jokes aside, I'd love to go to Australia someday. Uh, but it's funny how much nasty shit they have over there, really. So do we just add them to the list now? I mean, we have North Korea, we have Russia, we have Saudi Arabia, we have Iran. Is is Australia next? God, I don't want to put Australia on, on the list. The people are so fucking cool, you know? Uh, there's not much a cooler thing in the world than an Australian, just as a nation. Uh, and uh, the, you have to say something for an entire nation of people that live on an island where everything's trying to kill them, and they don't think it's a big deal. Uh, 
I think the only reason Australia hasn't taken over the entire fucking world is because they don't care. <laughs> there are definitely some tough motherfuckers over there. Uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I'd like to visit their I'd like to visit their cities. I'm not sure about going out in the bush or the ocean or anything like that, though. Well, yeah, I think it's like Sydney, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be the place to go. Uh, did you hear Crocodile Dundee is trying to make another movie? Why are they... this is this is really the point that Hollywood has gone to shit. Oh yeah. Like, I, is there is there any new idea anymore? Yeah, like, you everything know, it just seems to be a rehash. Yeah, and, and whenever someone tries a new idea, it doesn't do well. So I you know, I can understand why they uh try to do the same thing over and over again because it's safe. You know, they know people are interested in this. You know, they know when they make, you know, Fast and Furious number forty two, they they have their core audience that's gonna go out and watch it regardless of what it is. Jay, you can go to hell. I will see Fast sixty eight. The day it comes out. <laughs> I forgot you were a fan of that genre. Um, not really a fan, but I will. It's just one of those things. I will watch it. I think I've gotten to the point that I've watched enough of them that I will at least grip my teeth and roll through it. I think it's the way that you are with DC movies. Yeah, yeah, they're all horrible. <laughs> Uh, to various degrees, but I, I, since I love superhero movies, I'll probably watch them anyways and then complain about how fucking bad they are. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I can relate to what you're saying about the Fast and Furious movies. Well, I think I think I ended up getting drawn in because I had seen all the Fast and Furious movies and then Paul Walker dies. And it's just like, well, you can't just abandon it now because now it's just kind of a thing. So I'm stuck with it. <laughs> kind of like me and the OG I was uh, I was actually going to quit that fucking place a couple days ago. Um, as you know, I've got the IBS issues and uh, yeah, and stress is bad for it. It can set it off uh, quite easy. And that place has been nothing but stress for me for quite a while. Um, but strangely enough, you know, I didn't I didn't announce it on the OG or nothing, but I did post on Twitter that I wasn't going to the OG anymore, so I need a new site for uh, you know uh, news ideas and shit like that. And I had a whole bunch of people email me and ask me not to go. Um, up to and including Carrick, which kind of surprised me. He said a whole bunch, He said people had contacted him that I and let him know I was being harassed, and he asked if there's anything he could do about it to keep me to stay, which was very nice of the dude. Um, so uh, I already have his fucking phone number, but he he was like, "Here's my number again. You know, if you need me to uh, play bouncer and show someone the door, just let me know." And I'm not going to do that. Um, but it because you know, fucking that's that's lame kicking somebody out just because they're saying shitty shit. I sh um. But it did remind me that the people that dislike me on the OG are a very vocal minority. Um, at least that's what it seems. And that there are still good people on there. And if I had left the OG, I'd be kind of letting the trolls get what they want. So um, I'm going to try to stick around. Uh, I might change my posting habits somewhat. As I mentioned to you before, if a thread gets too negative to me, I leave it because I don't need that shit. Uh, I might just need to learn to like leave the OG for the day if it's, if it's not doing me good on that day. I don't know what's happened, but it has gotten so much goddamn more cancerous. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you I say mean, there's a vocal minority, but like they are, it's gotten to the point that they are the majority of the posts. They're not necessarily the majority of the people, but like they are the majority of the voice you hear anymore. And it's just, it's ridiculous. Like we talked about John Lewis passing and like the OG response is like, 
Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, well. That's, uh, and that is sad. Uh, I've been there for about eight years, and uh, the tone of it has changed. Uh, a lot of it's because of the political politics that's entered into the OG. It didn't, no one used to give a shit about politics, or at least not enough to post about it on the OG. Uh, but it's gotten really bad to, in the last four years, basically. Um, which is strange. Uh, um, I don't understand what changed so much. I realize social media has evolved the way we live. Uh, and I think that's probably what the problem is because people realize that, uh, social media is just another platform like TV or radio. So both formally and in informally, they decided to use it for their commercials. Their commercials are about politics. I am not, and it's not necessarily a politician putting out this thing, but it's his supporters, which ends up being the same thing. So all you see is po post after post about what this person thinks about this and what that person thinks about that. And, and I've told you my attitude about that entire thing already. You're not going to change my mind about anything you post on the fucking internet. I've already did my research. My mind's made up. That's why I don't post that shit myself. Cause I do the courtesy of assuming everyone else has also done their research or made up their mind. And this little fucking political meme that I post on Facebook or on the OG or whatever, isn't going to change your mind about shit. Oh, you know, you're preaching to the choir. Well, I, and this is where I think society itself has just taken a, a horrible downturn these last four years. When you have someone that is running the free world that doesn't care at all for truth. Like we actually have a term called our alternative facts now. Like that's an actual term. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and I suppose that's part of it. I, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm less hard on Trump than you are. Um, I think he's a horrible person, but I don't think he's a horrible president per se. He's not a great one, uh, but most presidents we have aren't great. So I, I don't but judge I him as partially on that as some. Well, and and so what I'm talking about is completely outside of like doing things as president. It's more the fact that. He has made it okay for anything that you don't agree with, despite them being 100% factual or not, being able to just ignore them and call them fake news. And people yeah. do that. You can actually post, like, 100% verifiable, undeniable fact, and someone will just ignore it as fake. And like, well, no, I don't believe yeah. that. Oh yeah, we had that conversation. And that's become we had that... an okay thing to do for some reason. Like that's yeah, never okay. Yeah, and we had that conversation the other day about COVID because that's exactly what some people do. You give them a fact that they don't agree with, and they're like, "Yeah, that's not true." I'm like, "It is true." Google it. Oh no, no, no. They they, they control Google. They don't control fucking facts, dude. It's fine if you find what this website you don't agree with. It keep on googling. You're gonna find 15 other websites that say you know what I'm trying to tell you on whatever the argument is. And it's amazing how people can just deny facts. It's like, nope, that's not true. And, and it's not like we haven't seen that before because there's all kinds of things out there like the moon conspiracy people and flat earthers and, and stuff like that where you can prove them wrong really easy, but they won't believe that the facts that you're showing them are true. And even the reverse of that. So like we had the thread on the, the OG where somebody... Uh, posted a, a tweet, I think, from James Woods that like had a picture of a supposed tweet from uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or whatever, AOC, like the 
Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the House member from New York that everyone hates that has the big tits. Um, and it was this tweet that apparently she was like, you know, fuck it, let the economy burn, blah blah blah. And it was a hundred percent verifiable that it was fake. Right. And you yeah. Still it, had, and you still had people on the OG saying, well, "I don't even care. It was fake. It was something that she would say." Say so. Fuck her. Yeah, yeah, and that's just ridiculous. And it was hard. I, I, I encountered the same thing. I saw it a whole bunch of times on Facebook over the couple of course of days, couple uh, over the course of a couple of days rather. And I tried to correct them. They're like, "I go, yeah, she didn't post that." Well, how do you know? Uh, well, because there's a website that keeps track of people's deleted posts. <laughs> oh, well, the 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 the. I'm like, no, dude, that's really a thing. You can go and look. It, she never posted that. There's no vi- verifiable proof she did. Somebody edited that shit and photoshopped it and threw that out there. And, and that's happened to a whole bunch of people, not just her. Uh, that happens to President Trump all the time. Uh, happens to basically every politician that's out there of, of any note. People will try to discredit, discredit them by putting out shit that they didn't actually say. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the thing. is like people will... Like they do on the OG, say, well, I don't, I don't even care that it was fake. Like in my mind, this is something that that person would say. So fuck them, nonetheless. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with some of you people? Yeah, you know that's not necessary. I mean, I'm sure if you dislike a politician like that, you can find plenty of things that they actually said uh, to piss you off. I mean, that's why you don't like them in the first place. You don't really need to throw uh, like falsehoods into it on either side. And the, and the entire well, political thing is just sucks like that. Yeah, and it's just become a thing where everything anymore is a zero-sum game. Like, maybe this is just the fact that as of yesterday, I'm old as fuck. <laughs> but, like, don't you remember the days that, and, like, let's start with politics, but this is just kind of becoming, like, anything that people think anymore. But, like, don't you remember the days that the politicians that everyone would bring up as being like great politicians were the ones that could work with people from both sides and get shit accomplished. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. And nowadays the ones that they hold up is the great politicians are the ones that are either the furthest left or the furthest right that refuse to consider anything from the other side. Right. Cause now people like, Oh, they're holding to their beliefs. They won't compromise. Uh, on their beliefs. Well, compromise is fucking necessary. That's how shit gets done. Um, and I, it, speaking of like politics and the way it was back in the day, there was a time where it'd be inconceivable to start throwing personal insults at a political opponent. You, you would be considered rude, uh, fucking and not fit to be a politician. Uh, really you can, and this is both sides as well. Both sides have taken a tendency of, um, actual insulting the the opposition as opposed to uh giving valid arguments why that they shouldn't be elected and shit like that and that trickles down big time to regular people uh I, and i've said that before if your political argument with me or or statement has includes an insult to the dude that you're trying to disagree with i don't pay attention to what the fuck you have to say anymore you know um and I'll use Trump because he's a he's a good example. Like I see people call him the all oh, that orange fucking retard. Da, 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 da. Okay, as soon as you insult somebody like that, I don't consider your argument valid anymore. And it, don't get me wrong, that's not just people that dislike Trump. I see the exact same thing on the other side too. You know, people call him Pelosi, all kinds of names and shit like that. And that's not necessary to me, dude. Politics has nothing to do with what that dude looks like. 
uh, and insulting his intelligence doesn't do anything except let me know that you don't really think about the arguments that you're uh, putting forth, but rather uh, you're thinking about trying to insult a person that you disagree with. Well, I'm even less about that and more just looking, looking over time, you see how people are and it's become such a team game. What I hate is when I can see that you will not admit or talk about like, your side ever doing anything wrong and also never giving any credit to the other side. Like those people I have no time for because it shows you have no critical thinking ability. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, you can't get anything done unless everybody works together. Um, and I realize that there are different political parties for a reason, but there has to be compromise. It can, it's not black and white. The entire world is not black and white. It's many shades of gray. Um, that's why both political parties suck because they both have good ideas and they both have bad ideas. Um, I don't know, dude. It's just, uh, well, that's the oh, other wow. thing that I'm seeing a lot on the OG and it's fucking crazy. I, and it seems like it's all, it's probably because the majority of voices on the OG right now are very much right leaning, but like you can see the fact and it, a lot of this is kind of bore out in some of the polling and people can fucking throw out polling all they want. But like the Trump campaign going into this election year is not looking good just by the numbers. Not going to say that that has anything to do with what will actually happen in in November. But you have these people that are just chicken littling every goddamn day. And you see these things of if Trump doesn't win, like America is going to fail. And that liberals are like should be wiped off the face of the earth. They're not real people or they're not real Americans. And it's just like, how have you gone so far to one side? Yeah. Like I guarantee I, yeah. going through a normal day, you go ahead and you stop and you get groceries and you say hi to people. Maybe you have a conversation at line, fucking Starbucks or something. In real life, you are interacting with people from both political parties all the fucking time. And half of those people are going to be the side that you don't agree with. And I'm sorry, they're not terrible people. They're really not. Are there some terrible people on both sides? Absolutely. But like when you start viewing everything as us versus them, like you're just a low IQ person that doesn't understand life. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that. You know, they're not. There's all kinds of good people. My Facebook is filled with people that I grew up with that have way different political ideas than I do. Um, a lot of them are super duper conservative um, to the point where I'm almost embarrassed that I'm friends with them. But I'm still their friend. Uh, I might turn off. I might stop following them on Facebook until the fucking election's over because I'm tired of seeing political post after political post. Uh, but fucking. I'm not going to unfriend them or something or think that they're horrible people just because they have different ideas than I do. Uh, this COVID thing on the other hand is, has made me want kind of want to unfriend some motherfuckers. Cause you know, that that's different than politics. Now you're you know, risking other people's lives cause you don't believe that it's uh, serious. Uh, but that's a, that's a, a talk for another day. I imagine. Actually, I think that's a talk for every day right now. Like the fact that we have all of these people and we have that story every day of somebody freaking out about is, is something as small 
is wearing a mask. We have yeah. people running their car into fucking businesses and getting sh in shootouts with cops. We have people pulling knives on cops. We have people shooting security guards. We have security guards shooting people. We have people pissing on floors. Over See, wearing I a don't, mask. I don't understand this at all. Everybody loves Halloween. Everybody looks forward to Halloween. That one day you can wear a fucking mask. Well, dude, you can wear a mask fucking all the time now. It gets to be Halloween all the time, dude. You pretend. You go you go door to door and trick or treat with it. What the fuck? You know? And for those that don't like the Halloween thing, well, guess what, dude? You're a fucking superhero now. You're out there fighting crime in your mask. Is you know, isn't that enough of a reason to keep a mask on? Oh, fuck, dude, you're a fucking criminal. Shove, cover your fucking face. Whatever it's you got to do to get you by on this, fine, you know. But, dude, wear a fucking mask. Well, and why can't we just look at the rest of the world? Like, there are, there are countries out there that have this shit figured out already. They're <laughs> back to normal, exactly what you're supposedly fighting towards. Like, you want shit to be back to normal... Like, I'm sorry, fucking just wear a mask for a while and, like, pay attention to things. Yeah, come on, like, folks. There's a reason just... Japan is, like, back up and running. They have, like, professional sports and shit going on. They have fucking, they have stadiums full of people. Why? Because they're not so fucking hard-headed as we are and hmm. think that the fucking, it's 5G that's killing us and not a fucking disease. Yeah, come on, people, please. I'm asking you, dude. Uh, um, please just fucking wear your mask for like two months. That way I don't lose my job and lose my house and all that good shit. I'm asking you personally, a, a favor to Passive J over here. Wear your mask for two months so that, you know, that my life doesn't go to shit. That's, I realize that's selfish. I'm thinking about me, but I, sometimes you got to think about me. <laughs> hey, there's your next... There's your next thread that you can leave after it goes south on the, the OG. We need to make a make a meme that says, wear your mask or Jay loses his house. And the OG goes unmasked forevermore. <laughs> you know, there's enough and people you, on there that that's probably how the way it will go. <laughs> well, again, it's because the fucking YouTube comment section of OG would flock to it. And that's exactly what they would do. Yeah. But like just think of it that way. Like I don't I just don't fucking get it. Yeah, like why as a people and why is it goddamn America we're supposed to be the fucking the you know the beacon of hope, the city on the hill as a country. And we can't even get over our fucking own ego enough to say, hey, yeah, maybe when I'm around people right now, I should wear a mask. So we can get to the point that we no longer have to fucking wear masks. Right. And Mr. R, I see your comment there on the, the chat box. Uh, most adults don't pretend to be superheroes. I realize that. I realize most adults pretend to be a ninja. So if that's what you need to do, that's fine, too. <laughs> you can even go to um, Japan and get a uh, get a degree in ninja studies like that. Yeah. One guy. Yeah. I'm, that's that's a bucket list thing for me. Definitely. Uh, and if, and if nothing else, if you, if you guys can't do it for me, cause everyone hates the passive J do it for my wife. You're going to make her cry. She's saw she's, she's already super stressed out about it. I'm going to, after the show is over, I'm going to have to go console her is, yeah, we just found this out today that this shit might be happening. So, um, do it for everyone that you fucking know that died from this. 
Good from everyone that you know that they had somebody that died from this. There are people that have fucking lost loved ones to this disease that a lot of people don't think are shit or don't care enough to keep other people from getting it. Yeah, and that's what it is. Just Some fucking people just do don't it care for enough. that. Yeah. Yeah. On, you know, on that note, I think we're going to call it a show because it's been a fucking depressing show as it turns out. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. I really appreciate you guys. We couldn't do a show without you. I also want to thank my partner, Big Dalton. Couldn't do the show without him. Dalton, you got anything before we go? Yeah, I got a couple things. Um, again, apologies goes out to you guys not being able to hang around and do the, uh, the fight companion tonight. I've been beckoned by awesome food and beverages so that's going to be a thing we'll think of something to make up for it um whether it be a, a random fight companion or or some other crazy thing we can do maybe we can all you know sit down and watch you know fucking dirty dancing or something one of these nights <laughs> have a live commentary we can all you know watch at the same time maybe the that's notebook that. I mean, you're joking, but that might not be a bad idea for a fun thing to do on like one of my on Sunday night or Monday night when I can do like more than an hour. Uh, we could have a OG movie night where we all just uh, pick out a movie and watch it together and make fun of it. Either a movie or we can figure out something where we watch like UFC one or something. If we can find a, a good link that works for everyone. Like, yeah, like we can figure out something where we hang out for a few hours. Everybody have a few, a uh, few beverages and just kind of, uh, Shoot the shit, boys. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. What else you got, sir? Uh, the only other thing I have to say, and this goes out to everyone except for fuckers that don't wear masks. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> you guys have a great night. We'll see everyone tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Hehehe <laughs>